All right. Well, yeah, this is the Shuttlecock Podcast. My name is Aaron Rhodes. We're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 and Troost in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, this week on the show, we have Drop Dead XX. How are you all doing today? Cool. Blessed. We're cool. Feeling real good, my guy. The, the largest ensemble we have had on a, a podcast yet, so making history. It's not even half of us. No, yeah, uh, I guess we can just go around really quick and have everyone introduce themselves. Cool. Start with me? Yep. Um, my name is Top Azon, member of Drop Dead XX, also one third of the Black Star Kids, and yeah, that's it. Alright, I'm Paris Williams. Uh, I rap inside of Drop Dead XX, how about with the visuals and stuff like that. And then I also do solo music on the side. Uh, I'm Isaiah, aka Asthma. Uh, I'm the photographer of visual aspects. Alex Guapo, Drop Dead XX. I'm Deshaun Jones, aka D Low. I rap for Drop Dead XX. Awesome. No, yeah, and uh, I guess we could uh, have you guys introduce the members who are, are not here today. There's several of them. Let me take this part. We got Medici. He's our producer, and he sings in the group. You're singing the vocals. He's in the UK, um, so he's definitely not here, but there's him. We got Zane. He's the second producer, so they produce everything together. He's not here. Um, we got Sean, who lives in Michigan. He's not here. He helps with our graphics. Um, Manny. Manny, Manuel is here. Like he's here, he lives here, but he's not here. He should be here, but he couldn't be here. Shout out to free Manny. Yeah, free Manny. Free Manny. But he's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not in jail. But we just can't. He just couldn't be here. He's tied up. He's restricted. <clears throat> and I then, <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. He not literally tied up. But he just he's couldn't the, be here. He's in the basement, like tied up. Like. Yeah, he's not literally tied up. He good, but he just couldn't be here. And we wish he could be here. And then, am I forgetting anybody? Um, uh, Daniel Ruiz, not Shut like officially in the group. That's but he family, though. That's family. He Sean does Daniel Ruiz. He does. Yeah, we love him. He's he lives in Chicago. He's not here. And I, that's you. That's why everybody shout to Bella too. Oh, Mano. Um, he's missing right now, though. So. We have we have no idea. Where we really don't have contact <laughs> like, with him. That's not a joke. We really don't. So yeah. we hope, Mano, we hope you're seeing this. Okay, that's it. That's everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, so how, because, you know, you guys are from several different kind of cities and locations originally, mm-hmm. right? So how, how did all of you kind of come together at first? And how, like, how long ago was that? Uh well, it's like a mixture. The Kansas City people, we met mostly in school. Like, these guys, we all went to, like, the same school at some point. Um, and then a lot of, then a lot of the group, we met online. Like, the online people, we met through iFeature Talk, which is just a website, a forum where we used to discuss, like, iFeature because we were fans. Probably, like, 2012, <clears throat> 2013, that's where I met Medici and him. And then they just knew a lot of the other people, like Zane, stuff like that. So they introduced us, and we all talked on the group chat. That's how we communicated for the most part. And so, yeah. Yeah. I'm originally from uh, Muskegon, Michigan, and I went to school with Sean. Uh, He still lives back there. And then Sean introduced me to Zane and Mono, and then we just... Decided to link up the two. Yeah, and we just, we just all we just brought it together in a group chat. So this is a mixture of school and online, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of like what made you all decide you wanted to be like a collective or a group instead of just like working on stuff solo? What what kind of like yeah. Well, I think what made us genuinely want to be a collective was looking at our future, the way that we were big fans. I mean, still are, but at that time when they were a group, we were like huge fans. Definitely. And I think we wanted to be like them for the most part. Um, so that's what made us want to come together as a group. But what made us want to start making group music was, I think we always had a plan to do it, but we just wanted to bring it together in a way where we could kind of share stories before we go off. Like, we wanted to look at it as, like, a launching pack, kind of how Wu-Tang did, 
when they started with 36 Chambers, then they all went and started doing their solo ventures. So we wanted to come, we figured we'd be stronger together, introducing ourselves together, and then going off and doing our own solo ventures. Mm. Oh yeah, because I think I read through the kind of like uh, dirt bike album like breakdown that mm-hmm. you put on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it said you guys had like studied Wu-Tang. Like, was that more from like a group dynamic thing, or like, are you like very interested in their music? Love the music. I can speak for myself. Love the music. But I think hearing it when I was a kid, because growing up, I listened to a lot of different types of music. Hearing it when I was a kid, I wasn't a big fan because it's hard to get into because the sound is not accessible if you didn't like super grow up with it. But I think me and Medici, we made a lot of conscious attempts when we were making Dirt Bike to like listen to it, learn more about it. Because it's kind of like if you want to be the best at something as a group, you guys should figure out who's the best and look at that. Look at like look at what they did, and so we looked at them for a lot of stuff. So yeah, they were a huge influence. They changed the way that we do stuff, definitely. Oh yeah, and I think there was a note on there that said that, like, just kind of the, uh, kind of like bare bones like production style, like that still, mm-hmm. like was like heavy hitting enough, like was kind of like interesting to you guys when making some of the songs on the album. Yeah, cause. I feel like on our first on our first album, we definitely Dead Before Prom, we went poppier and like there's still a lot of like poppier moments on Dirt Bike, but it's mostly like poppier on Dead Before Prom. And we wanted to maybe forecast like show the raps a little more. And so we wanted to have like production that there was a lot more room just for like straight up just rapping rather than like other pop stuff. And, um, no, it's, it's funny that, like, I think any, you know, any, like, musician that kind of grew up in the 2000s, like, it's, it's kind of fun to start to see, like, all of their musical influences and how, like, diverse a lot of them can be just from, like, what was on the radio at that time Mm -hmm. and, like, what was popular, because I noticed, like, there are mentions also of like Two Door Cinema Club and like MGMT as well as like you know like Odd Future and, and that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I think growing up, everybody and that's another thing too is just because it's a group. Everybody listens to different stuff. So like he might listen to something and then he might listen to something that I would have never heard, and then they all bring it into the fold of like what we do. So no, yeah. In that way, like I think uh, the group approach can have like a. Like uh, that that can help kind of a group sound out like a stand out sonically just through the fact that there is so much you know different so many different influences going into it rather than just one person's like background basically. Yeah, I think you yeah I think you hear that more too as we progress. Mm. Yeah. And I kind of and like I I listened to the I listened to Dirt Bike and Dead Before Prom. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in the last few months, but like in the last day or two, I had kind of starting started to like dig through like all the solo projects and all of the other material. It was kind of like a fun like Easter egg hunt, like yeah. going through all yeah. the band camp pages and the SoundCloud pages and nice. all that stuff. So it, no, yeah, I think that I, I keep bringing up kind of like the group dynamic, but I think that is what makes um, finding like a new music group like collective style group fun to to kind of engage with for sure i'm glad you said that um just because we talk about that a lot yeah just how when we found out future we didn't really know anything about them so just getting lost in that world is really important for us Mm. so okay and um and i did read through like maybe at least half of the whole um drop dead xx uh official ktt thread and (laughs) there's some some gems on there um i like the the running gag of uh i don't know this sounds like brockhampton or just like yeah that's just like a comparison i feel like we're not gonna really escape just because we're two groups occupying the same space at the same time yeah kind of like odd future and asap because they weren't really similar or even like odd future asap raider clan yeah but it was mostly just because they were in the same space at the same time. I think a lot of people have a perception that 
we could that we looked at Brockhampton and were like this is how we this is what we want to do we want to be a group now but really we had a project that came out before they did like that saturation run like obviously we know Brockhampton we listen to their music I like Brockhampton myself but Same. it's and and I do respect how they did what they did but it's not I don't think the influence is as big as like people would think I think we grew up listening to the same thing because there were members from Brockhampton that posted on that same forum that we met I think we kind of we grew up listening to similar stuff they just happened to be older than us so they got to come out a little bit before we did but yeah I don't think the influence is as big as people would say and this weird coincidences happen like the iridescence cover looked similar to like the dead before prom cover a lot of people say but iridescence came out if I remember cor correctly in September and our album came out in October, so it's not like we did the album cover that fast. You know, we had the album cover before that. It's just like little sure. coincidences and stuff like that that happens. No, you copying them. <laughs> Man, you ain't have to lift the, you ain't have to lift the secret out like that. Though. That's the only reason it's popping. Bro, why are you letting out the good? For real. <laughs> Let the cat out the bag and shit, man. Right. Disappointed. Um. Oh, yeah, but... Even, even, I think I found even some, like, very old uh, Kanye to the posts about, like, were, were, you, were you making, like, beat tapes, like, oh, when you were, like, shit. 12, oh 13, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> what the? I think that sounds yeah. I know how to use the internet. I'm... <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was. That's I used to, when the, for real, that, <laughs> when the group started... I was a kid, so I couldn't rap. Like my voice was really high, mm. and I wasn't. I wasn't. I was like, I'm not gonna be a rapper. So when I started the group, at first I was just gonna be like the manager, but I knew I wanted to make music, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna start producing. And so yeah, I used to. I used to pop beat tapes. I, I have a couple, but I haven't done that since uh, 2014, like early 2014. I started rapping then. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and what what were some of your your beat tapes kind of like inspired by like what made you pick that up and like what was like that process kind of like in the beginning um i just knew i wanted to make music so as far as like what my beat tapes were inspired by i didn't really know anything about production so i wasn't looking at any other producers i was just like putting together random loops that i could find and then you know just putting them out just because i wanted to i know i knew i liked putting projects together i knew i wanted to make music from a very young age like my whole life so I think that was just the the most tangible music was at that time because, you know, not everybody can, like, get a mic, get beats, record, do all that stuff, especially when you're, like, a kid. That seems confusing. But, you know, once I figured out how to make beats, I'm like, okay, this is close enough for now. So I think that was the influence. Yeah. Were you on, like, GarageBand? Are you doing, like, Fruity Loops? Or yeah, we like... were just doing the, uh, the FL demo. Nice. And the iPhone app called iMachine, we did that, too. So, yeah, make sure of that. Nice. No, and... I, I probably should, like, I meant to ask you earlier on, but is, uh, Rich is your dad, right? Yeah. Or, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's cool, and I've been, I've been talking to him recently about the, like, um, the Ron Ron Stick Figure mm -hmm. uh, project that just came out, yeah. and, like, so what, like, so you, you, you had, like, some kind of, like, interactions with, like, Kansas City hip-hop, or, like, you at least were kind of, like, aware of it yeah, growing yeah, up. definitely, because that's, that's my uncle. Yeah. Like, so I remember you posted, like, a two-gun TV yeah. stuff. Like, so do you, do you find that, like, your interactions with, like, Kansas City hip-hop have, like, trickled into your own music at all, or? No. No? No. I knew I wanted to make music before I really interacted with anything, um, I've, I've, I've liked music from like a very young age and I feel like growing up for me being so close to my uncle seeing what he was doing it was almost in a weird way like discouraging just because we're so different as people so I'm like oh like you kind of have to be that way to be a rapper so I never really looked at it too much as like an influence or looked at it too heavily and as far as like the Kiwi thing that was just they were really popular when I was a kid yeah. so I just have Memories of like listening to stuff like that with my friends. So it's cool. It's like so. It's cool to like to look back on this stuff, but I don't think it's like a big influence or anything. Yeah. Um. Oh, and another cool like tidbit I found online was that like Paris, your um, I've like Iggy Pop has like a BBC radio show, and yeah. he had 
played one of your songs on there like last year? Yeah, um, I named the song after him. Yeah, Iggy Pop, just because I found out he was born in the same place I was born at. Yeah, so the song really doesn't have much to do about him, mm. but somehow he caught wind of it, and we woke up one day to like an Instagram post. Yeah, he has a bird. It's like a cockatoo, and uh, his bird made an Instagram video playing the song. And like he sent it to our group chat, and we just freaked out about it. That's it was crazy. Awesome. Then like they hit us up, said they were gonna play it on the radio station, and then uh, played that another song called Beach Boy, and then they played some of the stuff off his album Basket Case. Awesome. Yeah. No, and um, so you moved here from Michigan like late last year. Yeah. Um, late November. Late November. So, yeah, kind of got kicked out. But so almost a year ago now, like so, what what has the kind of like transition to living in Kansas City been like? Uh, I don't know. It's been cool. It's been interesting. Uh, obviously a new experience, but um, I don't know. I feel like there's ups and downs with any type of uh, moving situation like that. Just because you're, I don't know, becoming more of an adult, transitioning from a kid to an adult. Really, um, I moved out here with a. Uh, the plan was to move out here and just like get like a big house, but the plans fell apart. So it's been kind of like piecing it together since then. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like skating by. Mm. I live with him. Yeah, you're trying to have the the drop dead punk house and uh, yeah. didn't didn't quite work out. Nah, no, not yet. So. But we'll get it back. We'll yeah, get it back. It's coming for sure. Yeah. Um. No, and you guys have a kind of like a. Another project that you do called uh, Black Star Kids. That's I'm me. not in that. Okay. It's just me and uh, DeAndre, who he's not here right now, and Gabe. Uh, DeAndre is in a band too called Great Wave, and so we connected through that. And then Gabe, me, DeAndre, and Gabe, we all went to the same high school for a little bit, and so we just came together and started doing it. But it's a it's a band. Hey, what were those songs kind of like influenced by? And like we definitely what, what we definitely at? look at like a lot. A lot, uh, the stuff that we look at is way different from the stuff we look at, like Drop Dead. Like we look at uh, Tory Moth, it's like a really big influence on us. Um, Dev Hans, anything that he does. MGMT, Weezer, like old Weezer stuff we look at. We look at like, I don't know. I, I, it kind of goes like song for song, what we look at. But we look at a lot of different stuff. Just, you know, just a lot of Janelle Monet. She's a big influence on a lot of the stuff that we do, Pharrell. NERD, any stuff like that. Yeah, I think some of you guys were at least at the the Tyler uh, Blood Orange show recently. Yeah, and that, that was, was amazing. That, that was Blood Orange set was like really Link awesome. Golink sucked. Don't say that. <laughs> Why? I'm sorry, no, Golink. We bro, love you, bro. I, I hope Golink. No, I like I like his new album, but yeah, I wasn't super impressed with. Yeah, he did. He didn't need to do crew twice. Like, we, what was I mean, the it makes that? sense because like yeah. no one really knew him. I kind of felt bad because there's like no crowd interaction. Yeah. But he yeah. had like headline the Granada, and he has like three albums. So I'm like, he yeah. we, we're, some different we're cuts. familiar. You yeah, know? so I feel that. Yeah, I love you, Golink. That's that don't represent that my cat. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, make up your mind. I missed it. But um, the Blood Orange show that was really amazing. Sick. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that surprised me. I didn't expect him to come out with the the whole band setup. Ian Isaiah, he's sick. I don't oh, know yeah. how he sounds like that. In true story, I was sitting next to this like this this really big dude. Like he was like maybe like six three buff, and I'm like looking at him, and I could tell that he didn't know who Dev was, and so I didn't think I'm like oh he's probably gonna be like eh I'm not rocking with this. Like midway through Dev set, he's shedding real tears. <laughs> like it really brought it out of him, and I wasn't expecting to see that. So I love when like music have that much of an impact on somebody who like didn't even know you before you came out yeah yeah that was a really beautiful set did the flowers now the crowd. flowers are great yeah. and like I'll all, all the videos one. he was playing like were oh yeah like yeah. the visual components i think that plays just as big of a role in his music as like the music itself just because he has like such a good visual eye yeah For sure yeah he's he's one of my favorite things. artists okay and um so no yeah and you guys choose to like very deeply incorporate the like visual artists and like videos and um all of the album artwork into mm -hmm. like your work and like you, you like like you you post a lot about like the process of that stuff as well as the music so like um what are I don't know, what what made you like what makes you feel that 
the the visual elements can be like just as important as the music. I think he should Talk give his opinion on it. Okay. What's the question? No, yeah, you guys just really like heavily incorporate like all of the visual elements into like everything the the group does. So, like, I feel like you know everyone has a good energy, you know, and everybody has an idea, and like everybody like really is like into like art and stuff. We pay attention to a lot of stuff, but we communicate. Yeah, man. Why you whistling? My bad. I'm taking too long. But I just feel like our. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Okay, yes. I'm choking up, guys. <laughs> But moral of the story, moral of the story, what I'm trying to say is that like we like we communicate so much, and like it just helps like every artist, like yeah. the rappers and like like the people who just like mix the the DJs and everything. Like it helps the photographers. I can see a vision. Yeah, I th- sure. I think a big thing, um, and the point that he was trying to make, even though we was teasing them, sorry, um, is that we all trust each other, like when we all really respect each other and like we respect each other's opinions. So I feel like it's really easy. You get the best idea when like you're creating with people that you trust. Like um, this guy, been working with, like been knowing him for years and I just know that he, he's gonna tell me what looks good, what doesn't look good. He has a good eye and I know that he can tell me the truth. Same thing with Daniel and Sean. Um, they, they're, they also help with like the graphics. They do all our graphic art and they're, <clears throat> they're really honest people about how they feel. And so I feel like when you have somebody that you can trust, you know, as honest with you, that's when the best work come out. For sure. I think the graphics are so important just because um, that was like so interesting to me when I was a kid. Um, I feel like that's a big part of how we, uh, I guess, just digest media now, especially yeah. with like Instagram. It's primarily pictures and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I've just always wanted to push to... I'm about to do it. Right. I'll see you, bro. Hold on, wait. Tell, tell me about your album. Tell me about your album for you. Did. All the crazy shit I'm about to spit, bro. Well, really, you should tell them more, but I'm just going to tell them what I'm going to do on that. Tell, you know, tell them what you're Tell them what I'm going to do? Yeah. But I'm going to spit bars. Real That's hot it. shit, nigga. Like, I'm like not bullshitting no more. <laughs> These mumble rappers need to go home. Facts. Uh, I'm making that the wave. That's the new wave. Uh, go bye bye. Cause uh, this new album, I hope it go viral. Cause honestly, it's gonna be straight bars. What's it called? Yeah. Oh yeah, Cocaine Jones. Oh. When, when's it coming? You know what I'm saying? Uh, ETA. I don't know yet. We just talked about it. Uh, we started making songs and stuff. We started doing some stuff uh, a little bit today. Uh, got some stuff to write again and again and again. Just keep spitting more and more fire and fire until I perfect it. Make it right. Real gritty hoodie raps. Like, yeah. I don't know if they can see the fit, but my <laughs> man's is rocking Tim's. You know like, I'm he's saying? straight you know, from the 90s in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Brooklyn, son. Exactly. I'm just playing, bro. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just playing, bro. I'm from Kansas City, bro. But yeah, expect a lot of, expect a lot of good raps. Um, a, lot of, a lot of raps about stuff that we don't promote in real life. Don't do that. But, you can't promote. But no, a lot of, yeah, a lot of raps, some hooks here and there. But on his on his stuff, we're not really worrying about the hooks. We just get into the raps. A lot of nice production. A lot of um, timeless sound in production. So yeah, expect that. I'm excited for it. Agreed. Ah, snaps. Snaps. I can't be on this boat. I can't snap. I don't know about that. Ah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the graphic shit is really important, and it's just important to like get everybody involved. So just trying to work with him. Uh, Daniel, Sean, and whoever just like really has an idea. It's a really a collective environment because even when we did the merch, um, I had my friend Dylan, who's not in the group, drop the logo. Then Sean worked with it in his program. Then I mocked it up. So yeah, it's the, like the dirt bike drawing. Yeah, yeah. So it's really like a um, <coughs> manufacturing belt type process. Like everybody touches it. Oh, and ha- had you guys come from the 
the like shooting the video to the Truth Cult show at the record store. Which, which you guys were there for that? I don't remember. Oh like yeah, but, yeah. Because I remember like you had the fate. Uh, yeah, it was that day. Yeah, it was that same day. That's cool. I, like, I didn't realize. I was like, oh, what's what's up with that? What's yeah, it was that, it was that exact same day. That was a cool. That was a cool weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, and that that video came out really well. It's the kids with guns and what's what's the other song? Barf. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Appreciate that. For sure. Um. Yeah. What What do you What 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 are some of your guys' like favorite like music videos and what kind of like catches your eye in like a a good video. Can we go this way so I can have time to think? No. <laughs> <laughs> so when I think back about music videos, one that really stands out is that Lollipop by Lil Wayne. That music video oh, is yeah. crazy, dude. That shit, I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, that was one I liked. That was, that was dope. That was dope. <laughs> one thing I can say about like music videos is like the Playboy Cardi, Die Lit, that music video on the album. The uh, What was the song that he did? That he did the music video for? For I don't know off top. I don't know. R.I.P. That's what I remember. Yeah, it's probably R.I.P. But yeah, that video. That's a good one. That's pretty good. That one's hard. Um, I like a lot of music videos. My favorite music video is probably Frank Ocean Lost, just because I don't know. Um, I have an old video where I kind of like use that concept of like breaking stuff down into different like screens and stuff. Um, Kanye can't tell me nothing. Yeah. A lot of Kanye videos. Right. Um, Tyler's videos. Yeah, I think Rocky has great visuals as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, especially Hype Williams, uh, like the classic like Buster Rhymes, like even like old P Diddy shit. So yeah. a lot of that stuff. I think for me, pretty much most mostly what he said, I agree with. Especially Tyler, I love a lot of his videos. I like. I just have one in the slip of my mind. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh yeah, yeah, Blood Orange. Yeah. Anything that he does. Toro. Toro. There you go. Nah, keep keep going with me. That okay. makes it easy. There's a band <laughs> called uh, Men I Trust. I really like their videos. It's like really simple, but I don't know, aesthetically pleasing. Mm. It, it's like really confident. It fits their music too. Oh, the video I remember is there. Uh, there will be tears by Mr. Hudson. That's I a great video. I love that video. Um, trying to think what video. Oh, and like. you you said the like ASAP Rocky videos and like for as like kind of like hit and miss as testing was like I did really like all the videos he was. Yeah, doing with that like that was like kind of his most experimental shit sure. on like visually and sonically and for sure as yeah that's a big saving point for that album I think, i'm kind of like in the middle on that album but yeah, yeah. I, I like that album what i like about that album is i feel like maybe for a song that people give a lot of flack to like for example kiss turned out fine i think when that song came out a lot of people was like oh this song is whack and that's not his best song but you put the video out for it and it may be for a song that people didn't like. They still have to like the video. And I feel like that's cool. And you can make a video so good that people will listen through a song that they don't like. And I think Rocky is one of those artists who, when you put stuff out, people will be like, oh, I didn't like the song. But like, you, you never heard anybody back. Like, oh, that was a white video. So at least that's one thing that he's like really consistent at. But I'm a fan of him. I like yeah. Rocky. No, and. Um what also stands out is the I like the the Tommy Wright feature the Tommy Wright samples on the album. Shout out to Tommy Wright, but um, like I think um, something like even though like I don't love the album as a whole like, and it, this isn't like a great compliment by any means, mm -hmm. but like I I appreciate how it was like such a cohesive like I like sound across and and a visual aesthetic across the whole album like even though like it wasn't a giant success uh, in what whatever he was really aiming for like it came out as a very tight package like and you know a lot of albums right like major label albums coming out right now are just like collections of songs that are kind of just shoehorned yeah. together yeah is this about you talking about testing yeah okay yeah yeah, I think um, what's important for me with the album is what you said. A lot of people, they're just kind of putting out albums, padding it out for like the streams or for, you know, just trying to just trying to get something out. And like, if that's cool, if that's your approach, I don't want to discredit anyone's art. But the way I like albums, I like it when people really think about it. I think for me, it's important that I live with every song that we're going to put out. Just every song kind of has a purpose and it and it moves from one place to the next. I try to avoid filler 
and stuff like that. Like, there could be a song that you don't like. I mean, obviously, there's going to be songs that people don't like, and that's okay. But every song on there, it serves its own purpose. That's why I even put out the breakdown, like, song for song, just so people can see. Now we put love, care, thought into every single one of these songs that we did. Oh, yeah, I, I grew up kind of an album kid, so like, I, I I always appreciate it. All my friends, song. they used to only listen to the song, and I'd be like, you ain't heard the album? Like, you ain't heard, like, Good Kid, Mad City come out, like, sixth grade, and everybody loves swimming pools. But I'm like, you ain't heard Real? Or you ain't heard, you know, Mad City, like, before that became a single, just like, it's, it's all type of money trees. That's, like, the best song on the album. You haven't heard it yet, but it's just people get into albums when they get older I think you gotta have like an attention span and I was always the kid who was like gonna sit and like listen to the whole album and like figure out what my favorite songs were and stuff like that oh yeah and you guys did put out like a like a kind of an EP of like the b-sides from uh dirt bike right and yeah so like yeah even though like you still like enjoyed all those songs like it was cool that like like I appreciate that you like were kind of crafting the the album more and trying to make sure everything kind of fit in place on there yeah because those are songs that i thought were good like i thought they were good enough to be released but it's like when you get to a certain point of making music with your friends it's kind of to a thing where like making a song that's like good at least to your standards isn't that hard so there has to be more about it than being good like it has to make you feel something that has to have whether it's like a message or performance it has to have something that makes it stand out above just being good because if you make what you feel like are a lot of good songs then just because it's a good song is like what makes that different from anything else that you make so that's yeah. why yeah that's how we like trim it hmm. i just want to say real quick that album art it's really good people should give us more credit for our album art yeah I feel like we got the best album art right now thanks Oh yeah, and I noticed all three of the the projects have like just a a woman, a, a woman uh-huh. model kind of on the front. Like, what what was the process? Was more so than the other than Um, yeah, we have three projects: a mixtape, away from home, an album Dirt Before Prom, and an album Dirt Bike that have the women on it. And I think with a project like Away from Home, that's kind of like a it's like that title, it just signifies how we felt at that time. Like, you know, we wanted to get away from home as we were getting older. I think we were like in our mid to late teens around that time. And you gotta be able to take like the power, have like the strength to do something like that, have like the courage to do it. Same thing with like Dead Before Prom. That's more like reflective of like hometowns and like kind of being stuck within the hometown. And like Dirt Bike is like about freedom and about getting out, doing stuff like that. But all of those things, the common thing, the common thing in all of those is courage, like needing the courage to do that. And I think to me growing up, looking at looking at my mom and then like looking at, you know, my grandma, stuff like that, women have always represented courage to me. So that's why we put women on our cover. It's not for any other type of reason. It's just like they're they're powerful. They're trying to like think of how I want to word it but like pretty much that that's like the gist of it like they're, they're just powerful and so that's why we want to kind of lead with them it's like because when we put out an album we wanted to have like a powerful message we wanted to have a powerful theme a powerful aesthetic stuff like that so that's why we go with the women and especially on the last two going with like minority women yeah uh, and you said that the the theme of dirt bike is kind of like of freedom and like kind of breaking away and that type of thing and just kind of like coming of age almost but um no I think it's funny that I think you mentioned in that note too that um it was like the line was initially like inspired by like the GTA um just like riding a dirt bike on GTA yeah because when we were finishing our first album, Devil for Prom, me and Medici, we were uh, playing video games together. We were playing San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto V, um, playing through it. And, yeah, like, you know, on Grand Theft Auto V, I don't want to get too in-depth on it, but, like, in Grand Theft Auto V, there's, like, a field. Like, I don't know if you go, like, way out to where Trevor lives. There's, like, a field. You know what I'm talking about? I have not played that, but... Okay. Well, it's, like... It's just like a big country, open country. And so like when you're riding like your dirt bike through it, it just felt really free. It felt like really, like you could do whatever. Like you like the music, you're playing the music and you just feel comfortable. And so when we were talking, we just said like, we kind of want the music to feel how this feels. Like we wanted to, just like this feeling of like, 
you may have worries, but they're kind of like in the back of your head, and you're just like focused on where you're going, like your journey. So that's so that is where the thought of Dirtbag came from, playing that. Okay. And and you do have the song San Andreas on mm-hmm. on the album. Is that kind of tie into the same yeah, kind of themes? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We take a lot of inspiration from the Grand Theft Auto series, just the way that they they do stuff. We like the way the Rockstar, because um, we we do this thing. We kind of say like we try to make like sandbox music because you know they make like sandbox sandbox video games where like you could do whatever and so we try to make music that like you can whatever whatever way you want to approach listening to it for, whether it's like a pop album or just a rap album or you want to listen to it for like the softer stuff or if you want to listen to it for the harder stuff you can like approach listening to it from any way so we try to make like sandbox music i guess and that's that's what made us want to go like doing a song called San Andreas plus um, we do our titles in advance, like we come up with the titles before we make the songs and like San Andreas, I just like the way that looks on paper and then also I just like, I think that's my favorite Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. So you do kind of, and like, what makes you want to um, like reverse engineer the songs kind of like that? What, what Like why do you think that, that works as a musical process? Like coming up with the titles first? Yeah. For me, um, if I don't have a song title and I'm trying to right just by myself to like come up with a song concept i'm like what is this song about like i have nothing to go off of but if i already oh like like when we're making a song we're like oh okay this is tv so the lyrics should be you look just like the girls on tv because this is tv you know yeah so that's um i think it just helps me give me a base of like what to talk about on the song is, is that something um other people in the group will do like in like solo work or um, or is that uniquely kind of just when I make my own music, I kind of just fill it out. So sometimes I'll come up with just like something I think is cool and then pick a song that fits that or just like really spare the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, um, yeah, most of my stuff is like emotion based. It's kind of hard for me to translate my ideas. I don't really like talking that much. Um, so I don't know. I end up producing a lot of my own stuff too, just because it's all just like off an emotion that I feel. Yeah. So. And what are, like, a lot of the, like, conversations you guys have with, like, the producers, like, kind of ahead of, like, working on a project or just, like, starting any song? Like, the way that it's two different processes, just because, you know, different people, you gotta... Um, so, with Medici, what we'll do is we'll talk, and we, we talk pretty much every day, and we try to go for something. We're like, okay, what it, like, we'll listen to some music that we like. And I'm like, okay, like let's go for something that makes us feel like this. And then he'll we'll just like send each other ideas back and forth over Messenger. And that's how and like a lot of the times nothing will come out, but then every once in a while you get it like that. Something that's like, okay, this is this is it. We're gonna go with this. Like you can usually tell because they just give you like a certain feeling and we'll, we'll both know. And so we with me and Medici, it's very it's very hands on. Like I talk about use this kick, use this snare, use this synth use this you know and we'll we'll talk about every step of it as far as zane um i think what works best for him is like him just like sending beats like and like him just sending like the fleshed out idea and then us just picking like what it happened um but also sometimes a lot of times actually how we do most of our stuff is medici will come up with the idea me and medici will come up with the idea the skeleton of the beat and then we'll send it to zane and zane to strip it and then like build it up like for a song like Bar, for a song like San Andreas, a song like like a lot of the album. That's how we do it. Is we start with Medici and then Zane finishes it. And um, I know Paris, you're working on you're you're kind of wrapping up a new solo album right now. It's called Gorgeous. Yeah, uh, called Drop Dead Gorgeous. Okay, gorgeous. Just wanted to do like something that was like a play off the words. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty much just a project about like the process of me moving here. Yeah. Um, when we finished Dirt Bike, I felt like I just had more to say, you know? Mm-hmm. I was just uh, in a zone, so I started to make that project and, like, kind of flesh it out. It's 10 songs. I don't know when it should be out, but probably before the end of the year. I just don't want to drop and, like, I don't know, have no one pay attention to it. Yeah. It's, like, my biggest fear right now. So just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So, where, where, does, where does the title kind of come from? Uh... There's like no. When I originally thought of it, there was no deeper meaning behind it. I just thought it would be cool. Honestly, it just came to me one day. I don't know why. Mm. Um, 
but now as I'm like finishing it, uh, a lot of it is like kind of me touching on like my upbringing as a kid and then uh, coming to terms with just like how I felt. Um, and also, Um, I don't know, it's kind of like a therapeutic thing, in a way. Just working through old emotions and uh, trying to grow past stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, I, I did really like the, the trailer, too, the trailer video that you put on uh, you. Twitter. Also, like, um, like, there's some shots from, like, kind of like a, a carnival setup and, like, what... Like no, and that that is kind of a theme on the on dirt bike also. Like sure. what what makes you guys interested in kind of the the carnival setting? Once again, uh, playing video games. Yeah. Uh, Bully, they have a carnival. If you play the game, you know what I'm talking about. And okay. we were, uh, I don't know, like I don't know how to explain it. I just felt like the music sounded like that. So when I wrote, I wrote the transitions, um, I was like, okay, let's let's just write it like we're at a carnival. Cause I always try to do like something cool for transitions, but that was like the first time it came out exactly how I wanted it to, like being able to do like all the cool effects stuff like that. So yeah, I don't. I think it just became because that's how the music felt. It felt fun. Then it gets a little dark towards the end, so it just felt like a carnival. Movie. I think even unrelated to that, me growing up in Michigan, uh, we have a fair. It's called Old Fashioned Days that we would always go to like every summer. It was like a big event. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, that video is just really just like a montage of clips, so just from random periods of my life. Yep. Um, All right, you, you guys hope to have uh, your music in a video game at some point? Is that That'd be fire. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's yeah. one of my that's one of my big ones. Like whether it's uh, being able to do the soundtrack for another skate game, mm -hmm. I would love that, or getting my own radio station and um and GTA. I have a playlist on my Spotify that's like, if I had a radio station, what it would be. And I listen to it like, and imagine it in the video game. So yeah, I really would like that myself, personally. Yeah. No, that's, I'm, I, I like hearing about all of the GTA and the bully stuff because like, um, no, yeah, it, it, like I kind of did think, just on first listen, just not thinking about it that much, that it was just kind of like referential to like odd future stuff, like with Flognar or whatever. But uh -huh. now I'm like, oh, okay, now it ties in with this kind of like larger image and like, yeah, in the GTA radio station setting. Yeah, oddly enough, just because of how much influence we do take from our future, that was one thing that I didn't put together until people um, started saying it after it came out. But yeah, I think maybe. Um, Maybe like subconsciously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any other like projects you're working on like within the collective right now or stuff that's gonna be dropping soon? I know you guys have been filming a new music video recently. Yeah, Jamboree to the Bank. That's our next video. It's coming out. Um, go watch the Kids with Guns Park video if you haven't. Um, Every Girl is another video that we're gonna do. Um, also just. He has new merch coming up pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2003 custom clothing apparel. Nice. And I also have uh, other dope projects we're going through. But that's the <laughs> Alex, you're going to be fucking a lot of bad bitches. That's yeah, his project. Yes, I up. do, bro. That's, that's, that's a good project to have. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just sit there and look adorable. <laughs> um, I think we just want to, like, stay really consistent and heavy on the visual aspect. I think that's what we lacked in the past. Yeah. Um, that's really a big way of how like new artists grow. And it was kind of hard before just cause like everyone wasn't together. Yeah. But now since we're, everything's a little more manageable, we're gonna really uh, just stay on top of that. Yeah, I wanna drop um, it's like music videos for like my solo stuff and then kind of keep doing those like small, like one minute clips. Um, just because I feel like it's a cool way to introduce people to you and like get them to know a little more about yourself and it's not really hard to do. Yeah. So yeah, that was inspired by my mom. She gave me that idea and then uh, Casey Neistat. It's because he used to do like one minute like short clips a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And I think I saw one of the like, a, kind of
kind of a short clip you filmed at the McDonald's, I think, which... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was... It's right by our house. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Whenever we have, like, any type of announcement, we just, like, all right, let's just, like, shoot a little video for it, just so people know that it's coming out. Um, also, as far as projects that you asked about, um, I want to say Medici, his first solo album is called Songs for Alyssa, and that's coming out pretty soon. Um, I, I helped on that a lot. And, like, he obviously said he has Gorgeous coming out, merch. Um... And Black Star Kids has a new album that's coming out um, pretty pretty soon. Like, not this year, but soon enough. Um, and also, our friend DeAndre, he just put out his solo album called Connection. So if you're watching this, you should listen to that, too, if you like us. It's a real good album. We're, we're on it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, oh, yeah. And so, had... That, that made me think, though. Uh, had... Um, Dead before prom come out before you had moved here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So was yeah. What was the kind of difference in being able to work like physically together on a dirt bike as opposed to like kind of over the internet on prom? I think uh, all of us went together. It was me, Zane, and uh, him. We were just all in his house. But I think it definitely contributed to the vibe. Um, yeah, just being able to like kind of feed off each other's energies. We don't really write in the same room most of the time. We kind of go off and then like present to each other what we came up with. Um, just because we're so like, I don't know, kind of introverted. Yeah. Uh, but I guess like one crazy moment I remember is uh, he was showing us like one song that Medici sent and he wasn't really feeling it and me and Zane thought it should be on the album. He's like, nah. Then he went in his room to go write to it. And then he came back with the beat for To The Bank. And then when he played that, we just lost yeah. our shit yeah, immediately. We were, yeah, we were just in the room like, ah, yeah, this is. Yeah. Um, and I was going to share a story, too. Uh, I guess about how working in real life made it better because that, that was a good one. That I think that's still like one of my favorite moments I've had making music was that. But also, um, came home from school one day because I was still in high school when we, when we were making Dirtback. I just graduated. But I came home from school and I walked in the room. Um, I think you were at work or something. But... I walked in and Zane was sitting and he was like, you want to hear this beat I just made? Because um, I, like I said, we come up with the song titles before. So I've been telling Zane, um, I want you to do this song 666. Like, you know, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. And so we came in, I came into the room and he played the beat. I was like, yeah, that's 666. And he was like, yeah, I figured. Like, just, it was funny just like how confident he was, but he hit it because he wanted me to hear the beat first. And he was like, yeah, I know I did that. Like, that was like a good moment that I had. Um... Yeah, is there anything you guys wanted to to plug before we wrap up? Um, like, where where can people find all the music and all the social media and stuff? Uh, for I let everybody say their own like social media, but um, if you want to find somebody, go to Drop Dead Prom on Instagram, and you can go through who we follow. We follow everybody in the group. If you want to follow somebody, if you want to find a specific person's Instagram, but follow us on Instagram, Drop Dead Prom. Same, um, on same on Twitter and same concept. You can go through who we follow, and you'll find everybody's Twitter. Um, Drop Dead XX on any streaming service. Bedroom Pop Records is our YouTube. But if you type in Drop Dead XX, you can find us on YouTube. Um, yeah, pretty much Drop Dead XX on everything and all any social media. It'd be Drop Dead Prom. For sure. Uh, I guess social media for me is like Drop Dead Paris for everything. Sweet. Uh, Kill Tafezon on Instagram and on Snap. No, Instagram and on Twitter. It's just Tafezon. You trying to leak the Snapchat, bro? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that. You got an OnlyFans account. <laughs> no, no. Oh, there we go. Come no, on, bro. Right. We the only yeah, people that yeah, did that. No, no, that's happened before. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. 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 Who did that? Yeah, we just all came down. down. Like, I, I'm not worried. I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> hey, you know we're gonna keep it rolling. No, uh, yeah, I need to, I need to get put that Sorry. up better. But yeah, man, OnlyFans. Um, no. <laughs> okay, hold on. We just want to shout out the LGBTQ community a yes. lot. They really help us. Um, yeah. Should you tell a story? Yeah, actually. Okay, one thing before. I don't have an OnlyFans. That's that's Guap's project. You know, we were all saying our projects. Guap <laughs> kept his project. No, nah, they be collabing on it. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> Guap, Guap was keeping his project 
private because he ain't want to, you know, he ain't want to be on exposed like that. But yeah, went ahead and did it anyways. Cause I, I'm trying to help you get to the money, bro. So yeah, so follow him on OnlyFans, Guapo. What's what's the name? What's your name? I don't even know, bro. Cause you're making this all up. It's Guap too high, bro. That's it. OnlyFans, hit them up, bro. But yeah, so. The other day, we have this song called Television, and we were trying to see why it was so popular because it's substantially more popular than all of our other songs, <laughs> which we're okay with, but I mean, hey, go stream the other ones too. But um, it's cool that like, you know, people are even reaching out, but it has like, you know, like 12,000 streams on Spotify, like, it, like, and that's big for us. And so we, so I went on the YouTube and um, to see the comments on like what people were saying. And um, the comments were like, if you, I forget her name though. Uh, I don't remember the name either, but I'm sorry. It's like, it's some all right. Do you want me to look it up? Um, I hit up Sean. It's on the YouTube. It's going to YouTube, but but regardless, I still tell the story without it, and we'll get her name at the end. But she, um, somebody was like, if you, like if you're here, I know your secret. That was like the top comment. I'm like, what is like what what secret? So I go and I look. And then they're like, we're all here from some name. So I'm like, who is that? Because I'm figuring it's like a YouTube girl, like maybe somebody put this in like one of her makeup videos or something. So I'll Google the name and I get a Pornhub link. <laughs> and so I click the Pornhub link and it's our song in there. Yeah. And it has like 200,000 views on Pornhub. <laughs> and so like that's how a lot of people found this song. And, and uh, she turned out to be uh, a transgender woman. And so, you know, so a lot of our um, listener base comes from supporters of the uh, like people who watch like transgender porn so shout out to all of y'all we appreciate <laughs> we we appreciate and love y'all keep streaming yeah, you guys um, are getting looks on from from Iggy Pop and Pornhub yeah, yeah man shout Iggy out to Pop and Jenna Trap Jenna Trap shout out to Jenna Trap thank you so much you really helped us thank you Iggy thank you everybody who supported us definitely they they deserve big shout outs for sure oh that's awesome um I guess I'll wrap up here um Make sure you follow at ShellcockMag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit ShellcockMusic.com for all the articles. ShellcockMag.BigCartel.com for all the merch. Ooh. And um, don't miss uh, Shellcock Presents The Big Gig number 2, November 21st at the Record Bar with Tisa Korean, Judiciary, Soulcraft, Amira Wang, Solomon, Rage Gang Beam Team, and DJ Young Grandpa. Um... But yeah, thank you guys for being on the show today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate you for inviting us. <clears throat>